Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to this week's episode of the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. I am your host, Samuel Smith. And today, guys, um, we are going to go on a little bit of a spiritual expedition because I am joined by an absolute expert in the space. So much so, she's actually got a PhD in it. She is a spiritual entrepreneur, a self-love alchemist, and a uh, self-confessed trauma transformer. Please welcome to the show, Dr. Nicole Lynn Coyle. Dr. Coyle, welcome. Hi, how are you, Samuel? I'm great. I'm great. I'm so pleased you're here. Um, you, I'm you so are, happy I'm here as like, well. The spiritual mindset side of stuff is something I am just starting to discover. So I'm hugely excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. Right. I know I, I heard you on another podcast last night talking about some eye gazing meditation, and I thought, there's my space. <laughs> Dude, that was so crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, look, well, let's talk about that real quick. Um, let's just jump straight in because like a lot of my listeners know that I come from a traditional blue collar background, very, very male dominated, masculine led, um, strength and willpower and persistence and hitting things with blunt objects, like to, to, to make impressions <laughs> is how I was taught from a child. And I'm only just discovering your world. So, uh, last night they were talking about an eye gazing exercise. Just what in the world is that? How did this even start? Dude? I mean, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they did an eye gazing meditation at another event, but I, eye gazing is a form of meditation. Um, and we do it because, um, sometimes we see ourselves through the filter of our past or our mistakes, um, the filter of other people's opinions, our family. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when we don't have a clear perception of ourselves, we actually do an eye gazing meditation so that we can look into another person's eyes and see how they look at us as opposed to how we see ourselves. And so it's an exercise in trying to see yourself through someone else's eyes. And wow. at the same time, to um, extend compassion and the same thing back to them so that they see themselves through the eyes of love, basically. That's what the eye gazing is for. I've, I've never yeah. even heard of that. I've never done that. Yeah, it's so, an incredible thing. Like if you have a spouse or a partner, it's an, it's an actual incredible exercise to do with a spouse and a partner. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna have to look into that. Like you've got such a, what I mean, you've got such a resume sitting in front of me. I don't even know where to begin. Um, so to avoid all <laughs> to avoid all cliches, why don't we start at the beginning? And I mean, you're a doctor of a science that I've I've never even touched in. So and you own a uh, a health and wellness center. So tell us a little bit about your journey from the beginning and and how you kind of discovered this uh, this mental workspace that you operate in. Uh, so um, I come from a very Irish Catholic family. Um, and she's, <laughs> she's got the most amazing auburn hair. It's like fire red. If, if, I'm not surprised at all. You're from an Irish family. Yeah, and um, very Catholic. And so everything was um, done through the eyes of Catholicism. And uh, I went to Catholic school from the grade of kindergarten through college. I went to oh, a Catholic wow. college. Um, and that is not the journey I started on. I started on as a fashion designer. That's what I did for a majority of my life. Mm -hmm. um, I designed clothes in New York and London. Oh, wow. And um, yeah. And so, but there was always this um, 
kind of desire to know more. I was just told that's the way things were because that's the way it was in the Catholic religion. Um, and I'm a very, um, I, I like to know why I'm inquisitive, right. right? So I always want to know the reasons behind something. And I asked why a lot and got into a lot of trouble. And so um, <laughs> I, can imagine I also, that. yeah, <laughs> I, I think they knew what they were getting into when they, when the child come out with red hair, but that, you know, that's a whole other story. But um, I also um, um, kind of was different. I knew I was emotionally, I um, have suffered from depression for as long as I can remember mm -hmm. just being completely sad and feeling like, um, isolated and withdrawing from the world, even as a kid. Um, and so when I got to high school and college, it kind of got progressively worse. And um, I tried to find alternative um, ways to heal um, because I was on medication for a while and it made me feel like a zombie. So um, I ended up always generally working for myself because it was a way I could manage my depression. So I became an entrepreneur out of necessity. Um, so and yeah, a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with depression, um, maybe because it's a little bit of loneliness and whatever that you got to go through and shoulder a lot of this stuff yourself. And one of the reasons I set up this podcast was to help other entrepreneurs that struggle with going through things that, that we have, have been through. Um, and this question just jumped out to me and I wanted to stop you and ask you because I think the audience may find it beneficial, especially if somebody is suffering from uh, depression. Does depression have similar root causes across a board that you can kind of track and go, you know, you can, you can analyze people's depression and find similarities in the root causes? Or do you find it's more of a unique thing to each individual? Um, I actually believe it's a unique thing to an individual. Um, I can find the root cause if I talk to them and figure out some things that have happened to them in life. Um, I do also believe that some of it is genetic, um, that really? if, it runs in, if it runs in the family, you have a predisposition to it. That doesn't mean that you'll have it or get it, um, but that there's an awareness that needs to be kind of shown on that. Like okay. if there's some mental wellness in a lineage, um, it can um, become a problem. Not that it will. I but believe that, that opens up the whole nature and nurture debate right there, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. And I, but I also believe in the study of epigenetics, if you know what that is. I which do not. Is, um, I, I, I tend not to use words that I can't spell. So, um, <laughs> yeah, what, what is that? Um, epigenetics is the study of that we can change our DNA and our genes according to the environment we surround ourselves what? in. Yeah. So, um, no it, be, yeah, you know All how, right. like, if you were born and, like, let's say you're, my mother had breast cancer mm -hmm. and then the doctor said, I have a predisposition for breast cancer right. because it's in my family line. Epigenetics is you don't have to generally, you won't have that disease because you can choose to have a different lifestyle than your mother did. And you can choose to surround yourself with um, different people than she did. And mm -hmm. then your environment, then the way you're spoken to, the way you speak to other people, who you surround yourself with, um, affects your DNA greatly. Um, it's not just the genes that are passed to us from our parents, or our ancestors. It's that how we live our life can affect our genes as well. So even if there's a predisposition for something, it doesn't mean that you have it or that you'll get it. You can change that. So that's epigenetics. That's insane. So, and and well, 
What always fascinates me in the in the course of these interviews um, that I do, you know, I've got a very well-rounded base education level, but like the stuff that I learn now, this science that you're talking about, it wasn't discovered 40 years ago. No. And it's, no. it's so fascinating to discover. I had no idea that by changing your environment, you could alter your internal workings. I think that's absolutely amazing. Yeah, you can uh, absolutely change your DNA. So like, and everything in our body, like, um, changes over the course of a certain amount of years, right? Mm -hmm. Like every seven years, your entire body composition is different than it was seven years before. All of the cells, like, literally reproduce and your brain is different, your liver's different, your lungs are different. That's why, like, in what I do, we always tell people nothing is permanent. Um, everything's temporary and we can change anything. All so of it. If all the cells in the body regenerate every seven years. Where does my soul live? Well, you're, okay. So your soul is an entity outside of your body. Your soul exists even when your body is not here. That's true. Right? Oh. Yeah, it's because your soul is energy, it's frequency, it's vibration. Uh, go, right? We are <laughs> immortal beings of light piloting costumes made of meat. Yep, absolutely. Your meat suit is on rent for a temporary time. <laughs> it was loaned to you. Can I get a different um, face? Can I get one with a better face? Like can. <laughs> Next time you can choose. <laughs> There's also the theory that everything that we go through through this life, we chose before we arrived. Oh, you know what? I picked pretty good. I picked pretty well, you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. Quite, so I'm, did I'm quite I. happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so next time... So... It just blows my fucking mind. Sorry, I don't know if you swear or not. Excuse my language. I do. I'm a very big uh, um, proponent of the F word. It just blows my mind, the fact that, like, just it all fucking just, I, I don't know. It, it, it's it, not permanent. Yeah. Th- but so, this is an entirely new science for me, and it's probably a new science for most of the listeners. So, you know, f- forgive me for sounding like a, a, a little kid, but I'm oh, truly ignorant. No, no. I'm completely ignorant of your subject matter. So, it's I, all great. I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying this. Uh, <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> all right. So, so now that we know that we're immortal beings of light and we can re engineer uh, our thought processes. Before I so rudely interrupted your explanation of um, whatever it was we were talking about, um, I wanted to get back to that. But now I'm too busy interrupting my own thought processes with this damn (laughs) thing about an immortal soul now. Um, And the the question I'd asked was, does depression have similar root causes? Um, And you've said no, it's personal to, to, to anybody. I just wonder if there's anything that you see in the entrepreneur world that is common enough to find a repeating pattern that maybe we could offer up some solutions for. Yes. So in the entrepreneur world specifically, right, generally people become entrepreneurs because they have ideas that are bigger than the people that may they may work for. Oh, yeah. They also feel like they're a bit of an outsider compared to like the Mm -hmm. popular group, right? They think outside of the box. Anytime um, a person or persons think out, thinks outside of the box, it causes them to see the world in a different way. And when you see the world in a different way, as compared to the rest of the population, um, you feel very isolated and you withdraw and you almost develop, uh, I don't want to say mistrust, but doubt in people's oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Um, and their ability to understand what you're trying to say because you've been mocked, you've been told that it can't happen. Well, that, that's that's so, why your group is so important. Like the people that's you absolutely. surround, the energies absolutely. you surround yourself with, they're just so that's important. Right. Again, right? The epigenetics, right? So, like, let's just take Apex. Mm-hmm. That's a group that will cause in the people who belong in it that will catapult them into like the light of who they truly are Mm -hmm. because they're being surrounded by people who understand, who support, who help, who aid, who push, who cheerlead, um, who like completely get them on a very, very um, basic level that they've been missing most of their life. And so that changes a person that gives you confidence, that gives you determination, willpower, right? That gives you drive, that I gives mean, you more creativity. Gives you, it gives you accountability and like uh, that case in point. <laughs> I was texting a friend of mine last night and he's like, oh, I suppose you're gonna write a book next. I'm like, well, yeah, actually um, yeah. it's already spoken. Um, it's about yeah. seven hours of content and uh, I'm working on transcribing it and getting it to the publisher. And he was like, dude, what what the hell? Why? And I'm like, because the guys that I'm around won't shut up until I do it. Like there needs to be a, the book is the next step. And it's it's positive peer pressure because I'm surrounding myself with a group of people. Like I wake up and they're already ahead of me. They've already been to the gym. And I'm like, it's right. five in the morning. What the hell are you doing? In the-? But if I didn't have those guys, I wouldn't work out. You know, okay. if I didn't have yeah. those guys, I wouldn't write the book. I wouldn't okay. make a podcast. I don't, I don't know where this podcast thing happened, but you know, we're almost yeah. 100 episodes deep now. It's yeah. from positive peer pressure. And I know what it's like to be depressed and lonely on the couch because none of your friends understand what it is that you're going through. Absolutely. So, so yeah, so in the entrepreneur world, that's the root, right? That's mm-hmm. the common thread. And um, we all have it in our cloth. <laughs> so you have a a system, right, that helps people deal with this with, oh, I forget the name of this word, the abbreviation. It's not an abbreviation. What's it called? Uh, the the thrive. Acronym. acronym. The acronym. There we go. That's what I was yeah. looking for. I forget, <laughs> yeah. I forget more words than I know. Um, no an worries. acronym called Thrive. Tell us a little bit about what you developed with Thrive and how this, the system supports people that are dealing with, you know, PTSD and stress and all that stuff. So in my own journey, I was trying to find alternative methods so I could get off like hard medication for mm-hmm. depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was um, diagnosed falsely um, with bipolar. So I was on that medication too. See, which... see Western medication never finds the no. problem. They just give, no. yeah, they don't fix the problem. They just treat the symptoms. No. Like, you know. Yeah. It's like just cutting the poison branch off a tree and not getting to the poison in the root. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's going to yeah. grow back again. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in my journey, I kind of like found all of these different tools and holistic practices. Yoga was one of them, meditation. Um, And then I came upon breath, this breath work practice about 21 years ago. And um, after the first class I took, I felt probably a thousand times different than I had for the last 15 years. Like I felt better. I felt um, like happier and almost like everything was alive because I felt kind of, you know, how you numb out if you're depressed for too mm-hmm. long, yeah. everything's numb. Um, my brain wasn't functioning properly. And so I did more research on it and 
I studied with that um, particular person for about 15, 16 years. Um, he was my spiritual teacher for a long time and still is. Um, and then I kind of took that with a few other practices that had worked for me and combined it into this one kind of therapeutic, um, I call it a meditative practice for lack of a better word, but um, it combines breath work and sound um, and tapping on meridian points according to Chinese medicine. So on your body, there are all these points, pressure points on your body. And when you tap on them, it, uh, it causes an effect in the body and the brain. And so we do that while we do specific breath exercises. So, and um, it changes your brain chemistry. Um, it also changes um, like neural pathways. So it breaks a neural pathway that's um, not healthy for you. Like mm -hmm. if you're in a reoccurring pattern yeah. that's self-sabotaging, then we can use a breath work to reprogram uh, the pattern and cause a new pattern just so that a new breathing. pattern. Oh, Absolutely. Just breathing. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, you think like that's the first thing you've ever done, like you ever did when you were gifted the meat suit and became. Oh, a I'm human. really good at it. I do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I just, right. I've, so, I've never thought to. I've never thought to do that. Now, now I'm very well aware of of the effects of like psychobilin and drugs like that in creating neural pathways. Is that something that's combined with, with the breathing exercise? Do you ever do stuff like that? Because There are um, certain, yeah, there are certain practitioners who combine the breath work with cyber, uh, psilocybin. Uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah absolutely. There's actually treatment now specifically for PTSD in mm -hmm. veterans that combine yeah. psilocybin and breath work. Um, and so there, it is being explored right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. A, a couple of my guests, one of them, he, he has a recovery center that's starting to experiment with that stuff. And then yeah. a guest, the, the podcast hasn't been published yet. I recorded him uh, about three weeks ago. Um, he had actually been doing MDMA therapy yeah. as well. Have, have you got any insights into that? Or is that just um, a brand MDMA new science, you know? The MDMA has a lot of research behind it um, many years. Um, it's not new. Um, it's just that it's right now gaining kind of traction as a, an acceptable therapy mm -hmm. um, because it was considered unacceptable because it's drug-induced, well, right? Yeah, when, and it's, when, when we were kids, they were like, oh, that's ecstasy. Stay away from it. You'll right, die. Exactly. And but when... But yeah. when taken in specific micro doses and monitored mm -hmm. and it has to be done right under um, like um, uh, in a in a therapeutic yeah. setting yeah, with yeah, doctors yeah. and nurses mm -hmm. and it's micro dosing. So it's not like you're just taking a hit of ecstasy and then going on a rave. You know? never, <laughs> never did. Never did that. No, no. Me either. But I have um, friends who have done it because they really, really did. Um, suffer from horrendous PTSD, um, a couple of friends who were in the military, and it actually has worked for them. And I believe that anything that's effective and controlled like that, where people have studied it for many years, but MDMA just passed its second trial, um, mm -hmm. getting accepted by the FDA. So, you know, um, it is going to become a therapy where there'll be centers around the United Dude, States and the world. If it was a vaccine, they could have got it approved really, really quick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With no research behind it. So there's that. <laughs> am, I, am I allowed to say that out loud yet? Or am I? You are. You can say whatever you or want. Am I, I going to get censored? Um... <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I want to talk about a few misconceptions and stuff. Sure. Because, again, coming from my background, you know, the, 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 yeah. I guess the term for it that's popular now is woo-woo. 
uh, is the yes. stuff that you do. What are some real like common misconceptions that people mistake about this? Because you know, me for one, I didn't fancy it, and I didn't discover this way of living until about two years ago. About twenty months I've been out on it, and I'm really liking it. What would you say some of the most common misconceptions about actually letting go and diving into the mental space were? Well, I think um, things like meditation and breath work, even yoga have gotten the term woo-woo attached to them mm -hmm. because of the way it was almost perceived in the 70s and 80s, which even is a the very 90s, like, like, yeah, like hippie kind of airy fairy, yeah. you know, like our but feet aren't planted in the ground. Mm -hmm. um, but um, what I would say to somebody is that with all of those practices, breath work, yoga, and meditation, they're thousands of years old. Like there's thousands of years <laughs> of research behind them. There are books that are thousands of years old written about the practices. And, and ultimately, like, let's say yoga meditation, yoga meditation, well, yoga specifically wasn't wasn't ever created as a practice to get your physical body in shape. That wasn't its purpose. Its purpose was to um, allow you to feel into your body so that you could feel God existing in it, that you were a part of something greater, that you weren't separate of it. Oh, wow. um, and so that was the purpose for yoga. Yoga itself, the word means to yoke, to yoke with God, to unite with God. Right. So, so does, does it take a serious amount of practice to get that feeling or because or, I've never done yoga in my life. I'm, I'm not sure what I'd look like in yoga pants. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I'm ready to take that step. <laughs> um, but it does intrigue me because, again, yeah. like making this switch and doing more mental work has, has absolutely helped out. So like if you you like a, a Ph.D., in this specific realm an absolute expert if you're telling me that yoga and meditation and breath work will help me tap into something extra then i want to give it a try you know is it something i can see results with my first yoga class or is it something i, I need to make a long-term commitment to before i start feeling that kind of change that will depend on the kind of yoga that you take, right? So there's like a thousand different types of yoga, a thousand different modalities of yoga. It's like a big umbrella. And especially in the West, yoga has become this very power-based physical fitness mm -hmm. practice. I'm intimidated um, to go to a yoga class. Um, yeah, so that's different you know. yoga than I practice. Like, that's not what I do. Uh, yoga for us, like at my center, is mm -hmm. breath work and meditation. That is yoga. Um, that's um, primarily what it was, um, you know, thousands of years ago. That's how it started. Um, and then physical posture so that you could use your breath um, because sometimes sitting and breathing is very difficult for mm -hmm. people to be still. And so then they combined movement so that the breath could be combined and linked to a movement so that it was easier to get out of your head. So I think specific yoga practices, I would say that I have had people come into a very physical yoga class and cry. Um, in specific poses because it opens up the heart, right? Opens up the chest, and all of a sudden you're exposed and you feel vulnerable. Oh, and so, that, so they're not you, crying from pain then at the muscles? No, no, they're... they're crying from an emotional release, right? Oh, so wow. there's emotional release anytime. So here's the brilliant or not so brilliant thing about your body. Anytime you've ever experienced anything, whether you perceived it as good, bad, indifferent, or ugly, it creates an imprint. Um, on your cells and it holds the energy of the emotion that you felt at the time. And so then that emotion, 
right, is sitting in your body and it mm -hmm. creates a link to the brain. And the mm -hmm. brain, then every time you go through something, will pull out like a file and say, well, the last time they felt like this, this was happening. And then it'll give you the same emotional reaction as that you had the last time, even though the situation is different. Wow. Because you felt the same. Yeah. And you you stored that feeling and that energy and, and right. you, you relate to that. That is right. so, wow. Right. So that becomes the filter through which you live, right? Like, and so yoga, when you're in certain poses, your heart is really like exposed, like your shoulders are back, your heart's exposed. And for some people who are shy or intimidated or angry, stressed out, whenever you're stressed out or any of those other feelings, your shoulders come forward, you're guarding your heart. Mm -hmm. That's what that is. Oh, wow. So if we ask you to take your shoulders back and open up your heart, some people can't handle it. They get really mad during class or they cry. And it's because the emotions being released. That's why breath work and yoga work is because emotions getting released without you having to tell the story or do the digging. It's just letting it go. That's unreal. I've never heard of anything like this. Like I'm yeah. <laughs> totally, again, I'm ignorant of your entire industry. I'm totally fascinated by it. Um, <laughs> you know, it just, it, it's, wow. How did like, how did you make a transition and decide that this was a career path for you to follow? Um, so I was designing clothes and then doing this on the side, right? Like, so this was like what I loved. So I loved okay. designing clothes, but it became almost like too stressful. There's like deadlines and things like that are crazy in the fashion Why world. Why did you so not put pockets in women's pants? I did. <laughs> I'm like, I put pockets in women's dresses. <laughs> All right. So if you want dresses with pockets, get and look up uh, Dr. Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think pockets go in everything, but and that's just me. Uh -huh. um, and so then I was using this kind of breath work and I was teaching it and I was using it for my own healing. And then I was seeing like these incredible things happen with other people that I was um, dealing with and that I was teaching. And like I, your clients, that one, yeah, yeah, that yeah. were my clients. And then I got really, really sick. And like when I say sick, I mean in the hospital for months. Mm -hmm. I got mold poisoning in my blood from a house I was living in. Oh wow! Um, I'm from New York, so oh, um, wow. I thought that was just made up stories to get people to buy mold remediation. Oh no, no wow. I was ill ill and um and so then the recommendation after a few months was you cannot live here anymore you have to get out of the northeast well, yeah, it's yeah. too damp and so i moved to arizona i moved to the desert <laughs> it's a dry heat. <laughs> it's a dry heat yeah it is a dry heat and, um, <laughs> and so i got i got better very quickly but the one thing that saved me um and that the doctors even agreed upon was that i was doing that breath work the whole time i was sick like hmm. that was the only way I could function, like at least take a breath was I was doing specific breath work. So after that, I was like, okay, because I'm a skeptic at heart. I'll try everything out for way too long and do research on it and then decide I'm on board. Right. Um, and even though I had been doing it for 10 years, I was like, oh, that then that took me on board completely. So when I moved to Arizona, that's um, what I did. I opened up a center based on it, just kind of just and then stopped everything else so what was yeah. that what was that process like was that something you had to go find investors for and put together a business plan or was that something that you just you started I, with, with one brick at a time and built it yourself 
Yeah, so I started teaching it at somebody else's um, studio for a little mm -hmm. while um, until I built up a following. Mm -hmm. um, and then that took about a year. And then I kind of stepped out, rented my first place, and um, which was really small, maybe held 15 people in a class. And it was just one room and built up a following. And then that was a year there. And then I moved to another place. I got an investor um, and we opened up a bigger place. We were there for five years. And then um, I moved to the place I'm in now five years ago. Um, and so this is our fourth location. We just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so um, it, it's been done on my own for the last uh, six years. Yeah. Did you ever go through a point where you were like, oh, shit, man, this might not be for me. This is really difficult. Um, owning a center or just being self-employed? No, <laughs> like I, I mean, like when, when you first started out and you got that one room place and you got 15 people oh, and yeah. you got bills coming in, you're like, you yeah. know, did, did you ever go through that self-doubt? And, and if you did, how did you get around that? What was the, the work? I did. I still do. I will be the first one to admit it. I'm pretty transparent. You know, there are times, especially in the wellness world, it's up and down. There is no mm -hmm. constant, right? Um, it's the last thing people think of. So we're the last place they come when they're really bad um i mean and it so, is because if everything works you know, why right. maintain it and right <laughs> the majority of this like yoga meditation breath work i see it as the same level of maintenance if not more as, as going to the gym and eating right absolutely and, and taking care yeah. of yourself Absolutely. Daily practice because it takes care of your mental and emotional wellness. Mm -hmm. And if one of those are off like balance or out of sync, then your physical wellness will suffer mm -hmm. if your mental and emotional wellness is out of balance. And so um, I do doubt it, you know, on days where we're really slow or there isn't enough income coming in. And um, but I also know that I see how it works for people. I've seen transformations that you can't deny that some people's doctors told them that would never happen. And so I continue no matter what because of that, <laughs> because that's my purpose. Right. My purpose was never. I mean, look, I want fuck you money like everybody else, but my purpose <laughs> at the end of the day is like, who can I help? Mm -hmm. How can I provide a better quality of life for them? Mm -hmm. um, and I have that in my capacity. So I do that. That's what I do. That's why I joined Apex because to try and get it out beyond my center, right? Because we're just yeah. here in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know how to scale something like this. Like, how do you scale this? Oh, and, you, you're uh, in for a treat. <laughs> yeah. yeah you're in and for a treat. I've been in for about six months and you know and there's a million ways to scale this mm -hmm. so i am working on a few of them currently <laughs> yeah so they're being built <laughs> good 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 i i geez i totally forgot the question i was gonna ask you next um it's segued from that and i feel like a terrible podcaster now because i can't i can't remember what I was a terrible ask you. podcast. <laughs> well thank you i'm trying here i'm trying well you said you were completely transparent about stuff and there's a there's a we've we've both got background filter screens on so every time you pick your hand up it's transparent and i was going to make a joke about that but then the time went by and it was like <laughs> you are transparent like you keep yeah but uh we're using we're using zoom and we both have uh for yeah. those of you guys listening on audio we both have digital backgrounds on so there's some, <laughs> some some transparent bits and pieces so uh how you like an apex man 
I love Apex. I, you know, in full admittance, it, it's overwhelming sometimes. I get oh, yeah. you know, completely yeah. overwhelmed. Um, I also get into the space of, you know, talking about doubt of like, I'm not doing everything I should be, like the shooting part, like shooting all over yourself, you know? And I think like, I, I do that probably though. too often. I know because yeah. I hear everybody else saying it. So like, I'm like, okay, it's not just me. And, um, and trying really hard. I've, you know, I struggled a few times with like feeling like I didn't belong there, um, you know, because I haven't made as many strides as everybody else. But um, do you know, I'm, do you know, know how you get around that? I answered this question today on a podcast. I want, I want to, I want to give this to you. You know how to get around that? You say, I'm Doctor Nicole Coyle. Where's your fucking wellness clinic, mate? Yeah, where's yours? Let me see yours. Now you're an imposter, well, or are you, you are you the dominant? Right? You, Are you the validated authority now? Are you an imposter? <laughs> no. Where's your wellness clinic, mate? Come on. See? You. You're not an imposter. You belong in the room. We need people like you. We need alternate mindset coaches. Like, because you can be great at business, but if your brain isn't right, and if your health isn't right, and if your relationships aren't right, then ultimately, you're only really good at one out of the four essential things of life. That's I, it. I, that's it. Yeah. And I think that's the thing I'm coming up now. Like my mind's going to a different place in Apex. It's like, you know, everybody has a business coach. Every, mm -hmm. you know, we all have business yeah. coaches. We might have a relationship coach, but and mindset coaching, but I approach it very differently. Right. I, I think you just can't change your mind and it happens. I think when you just change your mind, it, it only sticks for so long yeah, until yeah. your self-doubt and the old patterns come mm -hmm. back up again. So for me, I feel like it's work. Like, you know how we do the work in mm -hmm. Apex to make the business grow. I think you have to do the work necessary to get rid of your patterns, your self-sabotaging habits, like the, 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 you know, the opinions of your family and things that yeah. had kept you stuck. Otherwise they keep resurfacing. And so there's a way to get to the root cause of that. And, and that's what I do. I get to the root cause of it so that it doesn't come up anymore, you know, break, I, the, break the cycle. I, I completely agree, man. And it's, um, it's a great group. And I think you're going to have a, a tremendous impact in there. Um, and, you know, even if you're not the best uh, business owner, you're certainly one of the best mindset people, you know. And it's not like coaches have coaches. Like I consult, I've got business owners that I sit and I work with problems, but I pay coaches to help me get better. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, it's just like a, a scale. So don't, don't for a minute think you don't belong. Cause I think you've got tremendous, uh, tremendous value to add to the group and talking of value, you've got some new projects coming up, don't you? I do have new projects. Yeah. So from this, there are a couple of new projects. Uh, the first one is kind of getting these systems of meditation and breath work, all of these tools that I have to help entrepreneurs or anybody else suffering from like depression, stress, anxiety, um, and physical conditions, kind of um, thyroid issues, immune system issues. Um, I have protocols for that. And so I'm currently working on filming and putting those protocols together so that they're available um, oh, wow. on video 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 programs for people mm -hmm. so that they don't have to be in Arizona well um, and, and you don't have to teach them twice that's right yeah I don't have to teach them twice yeah. so I'm working on that and um and then the other is um I'm I'm currently working on launching by January a subscription box uh company based on everything I do all of the woo woo stuff okay so so what is it what is a woo woo subscription box are you going to just ship people crystals and shit or what's it going to look like 
<laughs> no. Um, so um, for every, like, let's say for every emotion, there's protocol, right? There are certain um, essential oils. There are certain um, herbal remedies. There are certain know. tea. Yeah, there are certain teas, certain teas, like things based in traditional Chinese medicine is what I do in Ayurvedic medicine. When we get emotional, right, we punch holes in sheetrock and shotgun monster energies. Right. So So there's different ways. There's a different way to do it. You could ship ship sheetrock to people one month. You could ship them bubble wrap the next month. Send them bubble wrap to pop. (laughs) (laughs) Like, here's your stress box. All right. Um, so yes, there is a stress and anxiety box. Yes. And so in there includes like um, a description of a breath work with a video, right? Of that specific breath work, um, an herbal tea um, to work on the nervous system, um, other remedies like, um, so essential oils, like I know it sounds very woo-woo, but essential oils, right? Certain smells do specific things to our brains. Um, so here we create um, spray that you can spray around yourself or in your room or diffuse so that um, it can shift the brain when you can't shift it yourself. Um, and then um, we're working on um, specific like um, condition boxes. So the one that we're we, we're launching first is called the house blessing box. So um, everything I think everything is based in energy and frequency vibration. Well, yeah, um, we're at. We're That's energy. Not a secret. Yeah, we, we right. Are, yeah. Right. And so anytime anybody ever visits your house, mm-hmm. they leave their emotional junk in your home energetically. What? Yeah. Every time. Um, and so they just kind of like they're there. So their energy is mixed into the energy of your home. And I don't know if you've ever experienced being around somebody and then all of a sudden you feel like shit. Like well, well, you know, from like the easiest way person. for me to, to, to think about that is like if I am in a great mood in the morning and right. I drive my boys to school and we've got Motley Crue on and we high five before we get out of the car, that's one mood that yep. I'm responsible for yep. because my mood reflects on my boys. But if I'm in a more stoic mood and driving along without music and dad's really quiet getting out, then they're quiet getting out of the car too. That's right. Yep. I'm absolutely intrigued at how how my energy can remain in a place after I'm gone. Yeah, absolutely. So um, there's research behind it, right? There's an institute called Heart Math Institute. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on the East Coast, and they they research the resonance or the frequency that comes from a person's heart. Okay. Right, and so it's called heart resonance. And when you get within six to nine feet of another human being the frequency that's emitted from your heart and the other person's heart frequency merge. Mm -hmm. And so now you have a whole frequency that's new because yours and theirs have merged. And so whatever feelings they're feeling, it comes into your energy and it can affect you. So, um, can I wear like, like a copper mesh t-shirt and just avoid all that. that sound, Absolutely. That sounds, that sounds really, really like a pain in the ass, to be honest. Because copper does work as a grounding right. and an energetic I don't want your balancer. energy. Get, go away. Don't be That's right. sharing so, heart vibrations with me. I don't want that. Take it away. <laughs> yep. So there's that. So we came up with a box um, that would allow you to clean that energy in a house. 
So um, all of these different remedies that you can do in a house. You want you Based come up on, with a little like, copper mesh square and put, like, stick to the <laughs> like, T-shirt. That's right. Like, yeah. what is it, the Avengers? <laughs> the Avengers. <laughs> the little. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's like, um, it's based in like shamanic um practices and mm. chinese medicine and so there's certain things to burn in your house there's so what is sh- shamanic is that american indian it's um sh- it's american indian and also um uh, south american indian and um any tribal based practice would be okay. considered shamanic because they, they've been around a lot longer than the um, very much they've been yeah, around a lot longer ab- than us white folks um, absolutely yeah so Talking of shamanic, what's your take on uh, on ayahuasca? Because I'm I'm that that's one of those things that really kind of appeals to me. But yeah. after listening to Stoman's podcast about how he had to go cleanse before the ayahuasca and how his yeah, experience you was, have to. That got me seriously. kind of thinking, you know. But but you had you ever had any kind of experiences with that or any opinions on ayahuasca? I haven't done ayahuasca. I've researched it a lot. I have friends who've done it multiple times. Um, I, ayahuasca has its place, right? Because not everybody can get in touch with what's considered source energy, mm-hmm. like the energy of you know everything that created everything. And when people want to let go of certain um, habits or what you would consider your personal demons, um, it helps to get in touch with that energy. And I think not everybody knows how to do that. And if you do it without the aid of things like ayahuasca or plant medicine, it takes a lot of work and it can be quite painful emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think ayahuasca allows people to kind of dip their toe in it, get a glimpse of it. It's still not pretty and it isn't easy. Ayahuasca journey is not easy whatsoever. Um, It's a whole purging process, right? So, and you have to be ready for it because you have no idea what might come up um, in visions during ayahuasca and it's how you interpret them afterwards, right? So people do ayahuasca, but from that journey, have you changed anything afterwards? That would be my question, right? Mm. It gives you a glimpse of it, but you still have to do the work afterwards. You know, it doesn't just it doesn't just happen magically that now you're a different person or right, you're right. your more authentic self. I do believe in it. I think it's an ancient practice that has validity. Um, but I, my recommendation is to do it um, from a place that has a lineage and a family that's been doing it for yeah. a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and not in my recommendation, because um, at my center, we have a shaman who works here for, with us um, and, you know, never, my theory is never do it in the United States, but that's just me. Um, because plant medicine, you should always go to where the plant comes from, where the mother comes from. Um, otherwise, it loses energy and it gets kind of transmuted and journey and stuff like that. So that's so yeah. strange. Like, <laughs> well, it's like an entire spectrum um, that I have no ability to see. It's like an entire different spectrum of light because energy is wavelengths, right? Absolutely, it's an entire right? wavelength that I have no ability to pick up. How do you how do you tune into that and make yourself more aware of the frequencies that the people around you are emitting? Um, the quickest way, in my opinion, is breath work. Absolutely. Okay. Literally, um, that's the quickest way to get in tune with anything. Um, there are specific practices right so there's a practice called uh three-point breath um it's where you take an even amount of inhale so like let's say you're taking four inhales and then you hold the breath for four counts and then you exhale four times it's broken into three parts that 
makes your brain and your heart rate slow down. And then it creates all of these different, almost psychedelic effects in your mind so that you feel things in a deeper way. Um, it gets you more in touch with the energy of yourself and that around you. And if you do it regularly um, and you work your way up. So if you take counts, of, let's say you take counts of four, four inhales, and then you hold it for four and then exhale four. If you can work your way up to 16, right? That's, that's a count of 48. That's one breath in a minute and 10 seconds. You're only taking one breath a minute, let's say. Oh, wow. You do it in, you do it in counts of four, you're taking eight breaths a minute. Um, and so when you're stressed and when you're detached, let's say, or you can't feel into something, it's because you're in a state of stress or your brain's interpreted you in, as a, being in a state of stress, which mm. means you're breathing more than 12 times a minute. And average human being breathes between 12 and 20 times a minute. The whole world's in a state of stress. So we need to get your breath rate down so that you can feel. Otherwise, you're chaotic and hurried energetically. And so that's the quickest way. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I'm like, huh, everything. Let's say chaos is the wrong word. I, I thrive in organized chaos. I mean, I, I'm tied to it's a the calendar. Difference. Like, Absolutely. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. but it's chaotic also. And like the, the idea of, of me being able to just slow down through using like five minutes worth of space and some breathing exercises, that's quite appealing. So uh, I'm going to try that. Do you have any other small little exercise breathing or mind hacks that we can get into for the for the last few minutes of the show that we could share with some entrepreneurs that they might be able to go and implement themselves in uh, you know 10 5 to 10 minutes of quiet time during a work day absolutely there's a couple that you can even do while you're working I that totally nobody knew will you'd know have some I knew you'd that have nobody some. will great. know about this is great yeah yeah <laughs> Um, so the quickest way to quiet a chaotic or even an organized chaotic mind or a mind that can't quite, um, that's not clear, let's just mm -hmm. say, because there's so much going on in an entrepreneur's life. The quickest way to do that is to hum. To hum. You can do it. Hum. Yep. And you can do it really lightly. Nobody has to know. Right. You just like like hum your favorite song even um, because there's a vibratory effect that happens on the upper palate of your mouth. And in Chinese medicine, there's a meridian line or an energy line in the upper palate of your mouth that's linked to your pineal and your pituitary glands in your oh, brain. Yeah. I know about them. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you hum, it switches you out of what's called your sympathetic nervous system, which is your fight or flight nervous system. Mm -hmm. puts you into your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest, restore, and digest nervous system, which is what you want to be in. So how, long, where how long do I have to hum before this becomes a reality? 30 seconds. I'm sorry? 30 seconds. 30 seconds of humming. Okay, okay. We'll switch switch the pattern that's happening in the brain, take you out of a state of stress. So we always say everything for us happens in between the first 10 seconds and first minute, but we do it for one minute to three minutes so that it sticks, right? Okay. So that it, so that it becomes part of, you know, like your vibratory frequency at the moment. Mm -hmm. So humming is the quickest way. It's also the quickest way if you have a person who doesn't, if you're a person who doesn't sleep very well because your mind won't turn off, mm -hmm. um, to hum before you go to bed. So three minutes is the optimum efficacy for humming. Yep. 
So, one to three minutes. One okay. to three minutes. Yeah. So more like not humming Bohemian Rhapsody, but more like humming nope. All Star by Smash Mouth or something. Right. <laughs> or or doing this. You hum until you run out of breath, and then you inhale again and do it all over again. So you would take a nice deep inhale. Until you run out of breath. And so, then you would inhale and do it again. How do you... How do you prevent your coworkers from stabbing you as you are humming? <laughs> um, or is you that back to the copper the... t-shirt again? Are we back to that? Back, is that knife proof? Back to the copper t-shirt um, or a cloaking device. Um, you might um, ask them to do it with you. Hey, we're going to hum for a moment. Um, let's see how that works out. Boy. <laughs> I would I'll teach you, you. I would kick you all out of my office so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll teach you one that nobody will hear or know. Okay. How's that? Mm -hmm. All right. So there's a different way to get into that parasympathetic nervous system. And so on your hands, there's a meridian point for every organ in your body. Literally. On my you can hands. press on on the on the palms and on the bottoms of your feet. Every organ has a place. Okay. Okay. So uh, your middle finger. You want to push it down slightly mm -hmm. and then put your thumb on the inside at the top. Okay. okay. I got it. Yep. And you're just pressing that. You're putting uh -huh. pressure on that. Cool. Not like extreme pressure, but like a little bit. Mm -hmm. Okay. That point underneath the thumb is the meridian point for your pericardium, which is the muscular sheath around your heart. Anytime you're stressed out or you're feeling hurried or chaotic or just completely like out of sorts, mm -hmm. um, the pericardium is doing this. It's constricting around your heart and it causes anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now this point, as soon as you press it, you'll feel it. You'll feel your chest open up. It's immediate. Like if you're feeling stressed or anxious, as soon as you press this, your chest will release and your blood pressure will go down. Yeah. I'm not feeling too terribly stressed. No, so, but I, like, did, but it's, I did punch a hole in some sheetrock and shotgun a monster before we got on the call, so. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> that seems to be your go-to, and that's okay. Mine used to be throwing plates against a tree before I found all of this, so there's that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, man. So to get rid of stress and i i'm i'll probably have to screenshot some of this and put it up in the show notes yeah. so you can see we're pushing on the yeah. in we're pushing on the inside at the top of, of the our middle finger. middle finger and uh, mm -hmm. it's it's quite i don't feel stressed out so um it must yeah. it must be so, working yeah so when you absolutely like when something comes up or you know that feeling of being anxious or mm -hmm. like or if somebody cuts you off in traffic and you get that like oh, you know that yeah. like so feeling. instead of instead of doing the middle finger up, you just kind of do it sideways. Yes, yeah? Yeah. that's right. Okay. right. <laughs> because what happens is anytime you have that feeling, your brain thinks that you're in danger. It goes into that primitive part of your brain, the amygdala, mm -hmm. and it releases cortisol into your body. And cortisol hangs out between eight and ten hours and could mm. cause weight gain. It can cause organs to break down. It can cause. I have, I've heard yep. that called the uh, the stress hormone. Is that right? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. That is exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Like, I can't believe the time. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> this, this interview has flown by. I know we're both on, on super hard calendars. 
Um, but before I do let you go, I want to just ask for people that are like interested in learning more about this, like myself, um, because the more I learn in this arena, kind of the deeper I want to go. You know, I think that the traditional white European education systems may be seriously lacking uh, a large amount of data from the rest of the world that the rest of the world understands. So I'm going to ask you, uh, Dr. Coyle, for a couple of book reviews, for recommendations for somebody that's just starting to want to dip a toe into this space and see about expanding uh, their brain a little bit more. Um, so one of my favorite books is called The Healing Power of Breath. Um, and that's by a man named Richard Brown. Uh -huh. the um the other one yep the healing power of the breath um and that book includes like techniques to reduce stress and anxiety through mm -hmm. breath work right and how to right. how to channel your emotions through breath work the other one um it's a fabulous book it's an it's an easier read for somebody who has no idea about any of this and it's called breath by um his last name is nestor n-e-s-t-o-r and his first name has um evaded my mind right now james nestor um that's one of my favorite books um and he wrote it about two years ago, and it's a brilliant book. The other um, kind of person who everybody seems to know now who's tapping into the power of breathwork is Wim Hof. I don't know if you've heard of Wim Hof. I've heard uh, of Wim Hof. I don't, I don't know where from that. Yeah, he does what's called the Hof method, and, and cold plunging became popular because of him, right? He does this okay. specific breath exercise to contain stress and um, the stress response by doing this specific breath exercise and then putting yourself into a bath of ice. That sounds absolutely um, abysmal. <laughs> and so that's, uh, you know, another thing. Those would be my recommendations to start with. For sure. Did you ever yeah. wake up in the morning and go, hey, let me just jump into a bath made of ice? Did you ever um, think that? I do, I do take cold showers on the daily. So just so you know, like oh, ice cold showers. I've done, <laughs> I've done that cold shower regimen and I don't particularly care for it. I, I think showers should be warm and comforting and steamy. But yeah, They just... are warm and then I turn it cold while I'm in it. Just that for the last like... two that, that, sounds, two that sounds like torture. But I <laughs> honestly, I've read a ton about the health benefits of... Uh, flicking that switch to cold for the last uh, two or three minutes you're yep. in there and i tried it and i tried it and i tried it and i tried it not for everybody no. it's the same as all things right not all things are for everybody right right they're not right like i've yeah. tried i've tried eating tomatoes like my whole life and i just don't like them <laughs> yeah see it's okay that's how i feel about olives i don't oh, like them. god olives Oof. like yeah. take see? those off my pizza no not that's that. right all right yeah. enough <laughs> You have to go. I have to go. Um, before you go, where can the people listening follow you, uh, connect with you, do business with you, and uh, show you a little love? Um, so on Instagram, I'm at Dr. Nicole Coyle, uh, C-O-Y-L-E. Uh -huh. On Facebook, I'm Nicole Lynn Coyle. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we have a YouTube channel, so if you want to oh, do some okay. breath work, yeah, breath I do. work with I do. me. It's um, free, and uh, there's probably over 50 videos on there. So it's um, under the channel NAM, N-A-A-M, Arizona. Okay. We will, um, we're going to put those in the show notes so people can find awesome. it. I'm probably going to go check out that channel myself here in the next day or two when I get a minute. Um, 
Man, I can't believe we're up on time. This one's flown by for me. I'm sure that you and I are going to continue this conversation um, at the next meetup. Um, maybe I like, love it. Yeah, because this has just been uh, been an absolute blast. I'm sorry we have to go. I'm sorry we're out of time. Okay. This has been just one it's of the most good. fun interviews. Um, thank you for, for coming. And uh, guys, please go ahead and uh, show Dr. Nicole some love. She's been an absolutely wonderful guest. Um, you can go check out her uh, socials and her YouTube channel we'll pop those in the show notes for you guys and uh, as always if you've got anything out of this do us a favor i don't charge for this show i don't run ads um i am trying to grow it so if you've received value from it do me a favor share it out uh screenshot it post it on your instagram tag me at small business surgeon in the comments tag dr nicole at dr nicole coil in the uh, in the in the comments there and uh, we'll love you forever all right we're gonna get out of here i will see you all same time on friday for this week's friday fire and uh, dr nicole Thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Take care. This has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you've made it this far, you clearly like it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you for your follow-up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in historic downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com or on social media at TXFoundry. Thanks for tuning in.